oh my God, girl, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. And I've recently discovered my new favorite vibrator. And you know, I don't really like to vibrate that hard. But this new one, the Womanizer Premium is the bomb. I thought of you immediately because it has 12 levels of vibrations. And girl, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're going to appreciate that 12. Oh, well, girl, you're late to the party because I already done found the Womanizer Premium. You know, I am a vibrating, masturbating queen. And the Womanizer Premium is one of my favorite vibrators because it's intuitive. It literally stops suctioning if it's not in contact with your skin, which I love because sometimes the vibrations and the sounds can be distracting right when you're about to come. Also, as a parent, I need toys that are quiet. And the Womanizer Premium is that toy. Not only that, it's waterproof. So if you wanna have some shower play or for the squirters, you don't have to worry. And right now, for our lucky listeners, Womanizer Premium is giving us 20% off, y'all, so we can get vibing for the holiday. Even if you don't have a Valentine, it's the perfect gift to yourself. That's right, you guys. You want to go to lovehoney.com and use GMBC20 for 20% off the Womanizer Premium. That's lovehoney.com and use code GMBC for 20% off. Happy Valentine's Day. Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. Happy hump day, bitch. Happy hump day, ho. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just enjoying the month of February. It's love is in the air. Loving thyself is in the air. Yes. Thank you guys for joining us this February where the theme for February is for the love of self because we all know the most important love that we can have is the one we for ourselves. Amen. Amen. How's it going? How's your week going? My week is good. I've just been chilling, being a mom, being fine as fuck, you know, the typical shit that I do every day. My existence is a gift. So that's it. I feel you. Same. I'm just being fine, doing good dance moves. You know, you just... are such a great dancer. <laughs> Thank you. I, just, I love the way you dance. Thank you. You know, just cooking meals because I'm also good at that, and just you know, just trying to be my best self and make my bed and shit. Well, I love that for you. <laughs> Thanks. You know, making your bed is really crucial. Some, you know, I'm usually getting to it. Sometimes I'm not. It's like between the bed and the dishes. I'm just working on being a better adult. I've really realized my therapist and I have really been working on reparenting myself, which is really difficult when you're a real parent and you're parenting <laughs> someone else. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is a lot of work. A lot of parenting <laughs> lot of happening. Parenting. <laughs> and um, yeah, part of that is making, giving myself choice. And sometimes they get done, sometimes they don't. I think a part of loving myself is also just really I've been focusing on when the shit doesn't get done. I think I, I wrote a note. This was so important last night and I couldn't sleep. I was like, <laughs> the things I write in my phone that I think are important and then I go back, I'm like, what the fuck does this mean? <laughs> I was like, discipline. Wait, oh my God, where is it? I must see what I wrote. Reparenting and mothering myself simultaneously may require the most commitment, discipline, and gentleness. Amen. Why am I writing this in the middle of the night? I have to write this down. Because you need to remind yourself. Yeah, because that's what I've been doing. So I'm trying to be gentle with myself, but also discipline, which, uh, yeah, it's difficult. I see it. I feel it. And you're glowing. Thank you. I appreciate that. By the time this actually comes out, we'll be topless and titties out in Costa Rica, prancing 
in the jungles. So I'll definitely be looking fine in the jungle. Yeah. So if you're not following us on Instagram and only listening to our sexy voices, you should definitely go follow us at good moms underscore bad choices because there's definitely going to be a lot of nudity in our close friends. If Instagram doesn't hate us and delete our account, if not, then maybe we'll start only fans in Costa Rica. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I was thinking that, like, I, there's this new Playmate. I don't oh, know. the Playboy. Playboy OnlyFans. I don't know how you call it, but King Noir and Jet Sunny Jasmine are on there. And I was like, you know, I think I missed the OnlyFans wave, but I think that. You can get on this one? I think I can get on this one. Yeah. It's called Centerfold. I'm like, is this my calling? Do I need to do yoga naked on Centerfold? Is that even an option? I don't know. <laughs> I think it is. I think anything's an option. Oh, God. I really do hope you get to. I hope you started OnlyFans while we're in Costa Rica. <laughs> my dream. Um, not really, but kind of, you know what it is? I was thinking about my nudity and I was looking at my own page and I was like, wow, I am naked a lot on here. It's true. It's <laughs> 80% of my pictures are naked. And I was like, God, those niggas who were talking shit to me weren't lying. And then I was thinking, why, why do I need a lot of attention? I was like, no, bitch, you're just generally naked. And so if you take a picture, you're going to be naked. <laughs> All your pictures are naked because you'd be naked. Yeah. So, you know, you know, it's always a battle just being your true self, titties out and et cetera, which brings me to our guest today. Oh, I like that transition. Thank you. <laughs> um, actually, my favorite titties out mom on Instagram is here with us again for, is there a third time or second time? Second. second. We had her on, she came and hung out with us on um, a Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. So it's our, it's our second time. Oh my God. Having Bay Leche here Hello. with us. Hi. And a.k.a. Brie. A.k.a. Hey. Brie. And today it's very special because we're also joined by her husband, Daniel. Yeah. Supposedly husband. Supposedly. <laughs> the leches are here. The leches are in the building. <laughs> Um, so we had Brie on, God, it was like the first year of podcasting, I mm-hmm. think. And she kind of shared what it was like to be in an open marriage with mm-hmm. her husband and the process of that. And at that time they had, they had one child. And I think shortly after that, she got pregnant again mm-hmm. and one, Daniel's two, putting it down done. over one, there. One, two, out. <laughs> <laughs> I will see. <laughs> and, and, I, and we've kind of like, you know, me and Erica, if you haven't noticed, are very nosy bitches and. And we'll keep up with your life and all your business. And so we've been keeping up with you. I love that. And so all your business. Um, I know we like touched some bases last time we had the Zoom. I have so many questions because I know like, okay, just to catch you up on uh, Bay's status of her open marriage, you know, she was really like out there. She was dating mostly. It was like Daniel was having a hard time. He wasn't like finding anyone in the dating apps. And then update, Daniel had a woman <laughs> and... Not only was Daniel had a woman, you know, like I also follow you on Instagram where I also stalk you. But, you know, I remember you expressing that. the I don't know if it's the same woman now. You guys can like tell me. Uh-huh. But she was like, the crazy thing is, is the woman that he found kind of looks like me. She's like artsy like me. Like, I was like, God, can't you meet someone different? Right. When you're telling me that. Mm-hmm. And you're like, but you kind of love her. So and then I think I looked recently and then you had somebody too. Um. <laughs> Define somebody. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... Okay, well, that's a, you know, I think for me, like, I really kind of took a break with mothering. Like, I think I really underestimated how much I would love being a mom to babies and, like, how much I would be okay with my non-monogamy not being, I don't know, so active. It has been active. It just hasn't been so active. So for me, I'm kind of in a, for 2022, I'm actually thinking about like, okay, what kind of relationships am I seeking? Because for us, we don't necessarily identify as polyamorous. So what that means for me is like, 
I don't have to love everybody that I'm seeing. Like my non-monogamy can definitely be more casual, just depending on what feels right for me in the season. Well, you said for you, it's shifted a lot to more kind of virtual yeah, I think my non—that's such an old person thing to say. Virtual, old. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of my non-monogamy since I've had babies has like existed via like texting, which has been really fun. And then only recently, actually, you know, men. I'm more hetero than I want to be. That's just. I think that most women who are pretty hetero feel this way. It's just like. Why do I have to be me? I'm one of them. Right, I I feel you. So like, I I what, girl? I what? It's true. You're more. You're hetero. You're more. You're more hetero than you want to be. Yeah, I would like to be a little more lesbian because men get on my nerves. And that's that's where that's where I'm at. (laughs) Men are kind of. I mean, no offense, Daniel. I don't know. It's not not you. No. So like, you find you find you find one you find one good one, and the chances of like finding a second one that you really like enough to like. To bay up is is challenging. And then the know? first good one you thought you found ended like, up not being that not good. so good. Not so good. It turns out. <laughs> oh really? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. You can speak more about that in a minute if you want. No, no. But where I'm I at mean, now, I probably will. Yeah, you probably on accident. But where I'm at now <laughs> is, um, I did start dating someone at the end of the year where it, it feels like there's some potential there, and I'm like, oh, am I ready for like another boyfriend? You're saying last year or this year? At the end of 2021. Okay, okay. Yeah, so so that's still, like, ramping up right now. Like, it's pretty new, and his name is also Daniel, so that's... Oh, oh yeah. no, Daniel and Daniel. I know. Yeah, and he's also a Sagittarius. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, yeah, so that's where my non-monogamy is at right now. Otherwise, like, I have play partners, one in particular, but... It hasn't been like super active. I had gone. I've had a lot of like really good first dates, but it's never good enough. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm I do. just like my time is precious right now. Like that was a good date, but not good enough. Not no good one. enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do I really like, want to do this again? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of where I've been. Um, and Daniel's actually enjoyed a more active season of non-monogamy because I've just like really liked being home with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you go ahead. Yeah, it's been more that. It started over the summer feeling like a little bit more of a role reversal in that way. Mm -hmm. But most of my, like, I had like a couple of different connections that I was kind of cultivating throughout the fall that have sort of like, some of them have kind of turned pages, like some of them weren't really sustainable, how they were kind of unfolding in the moment. So, you know, and now I'm kind of back with like, not a completely blank slate, but with a little bit more kind of armed with a little bit more self-knowledge and armed with a little bit more of like the task of the daunting task of really figuring out what it is that I want and what it is that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's that. Oh, I have so many questions. Well, before we get into all the questions, okay. I think we've really jumped in and I'm sure people are like, wait, hold up. Okay. Sorry. Who are they? What is going on? Yeah. Sorry. How? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's good. I mean, it's just cause like we know, we, we know yeah, you guys and yeah. we can have this conversation, but if you guys don't like let me give you a little backstory on Bay and Daniel. I mean, or they can, but we met Bay over the internet. Yeah. And Bay and Daniel have been in a non-monogamous open marriage for mm-hmm. how long? Eight years. Uh, but non-monogamous. Married. It, we've been married for eight, but we were open before we were married even. So we've been open for basically the duration of our whole relationship, yeah. which has been about 12 years now. Yeah. Not always with like the label or the title on it, but like going back and examining the way in which we were doing things in those first couple of years. It 
it did have like that spirit of openness yeah. to it. And was yeah. this your first open relationship? Oh yeah, both of yeah. them, right? Yeah. I, I remember and we were so young. We were only twenty one. Oh yeah, I remember Bay telling us that she, you met Daniel when you were in another relationship, mm-hmm. and you loved the guy, but you also loved Daniel, yeah. and, and you had always cheated, like yeah. in high school, right. yeah. and and you were like, you didn't understand why, you know, like there's this huge label of being a cheater when you can just love multiple people, yeah, um, and that was like kind of like where that thought began mm-hmm. right and i just want to confirm because i said this and erica's like are you sure you guys met at christian college right? we did oh, yeah. i told you we, we did. did they met we at a christian did. college, we did. We did. It's very, we're very different people I, don't, I try not to lead with that in my <laughs> we, we, we try. I, bury that, I bury we that on my resume that. as deeply as possible leave it for me but. to dig it up did you guys graduate <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh my God. It's so beautiful. Christian college love. <laughs> Wait, it is. Oh it's my God. They got to bring you back. They'll never bring you back. No, never. <laughs> they will not be putting us in like the, the alumni magazine. <laughs> they will not. They should. Shit. Well, before we started this episode, you know, we always like to pull a card. And we, yep. Daniel was saying that he always pulled swords. And of course he did. This is not reversed. Like it is your, not. Your biggest it fear. So my love, my tarot queen. <laughs> Hello, Can it's you me. tell us what card Daniel pulled? So today we've pulled the four of swords. And we're pulled from the mahogany deck that we've been using by fellow mama. So check that out. And basically the four of swords says... Um, It tells you to rest before you take on the next challenge. You have reached an important first milestone and must recharge your energy before the next phase begins. So you're refreshed and ready to go. That feels accurate. Right? You just said that. You're kind of like figuring out what's happening over there. Yeah. Weighing. Even if you are highly productive and driven, take time out from your busy schedule to restore your energy and heal the body and the mind. Constant stress and tension will break even the hardest and most resilient of people. But brief periods of rest enable you to refresh your energy, concentrate and focus so that you are ready for the next challenge. If you've been going through tough times recently, such as a trauma or breakup or departure from a relationship or family problems, financial or health worries, stress or conflict, then the Four of Swords comes as a sign to take a step back and regain perspective. Take a day off of work, travel to a new destination, or spend time with your loved ones. Whatever you need to do to take a break, now is the time to make decisions. Okay, Daniel. Yeah. That's why I haven't been doing shit. (laughs) Check it in. (laughs) Explains everything. Um, Yeah, the swords usually uh, deal with intellect and decision making and those type of things. So that makes sense. Yeah, a lot of that. I think we're, you're definitely in a period of transition, like personally. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, I sign off on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it mentioned breakup, which is also. Yeah, true. I mean, that's true. But like, I mean, mostly what the entire fall and the entire season of really like exploring a little bit more depth in my connections and in my relationships was like it really illuminated a lot about, I don't know, my deepest sort of like boss level shit that I've got to conquer. So. I don't know. It, like it, it would, it ended up being a lot of lessons about like in the context of that, uh, like a relationship, but ultimately like it kind of transferred itself to really revealing a lot to me about myself. Monotony. Some of it good, some of it not so good. Um, but all, I don't know, in the service of, of being better and getting better. 
Yeah. I think that people underestimate how much different relationships, even in friendships, actually um, are reflect like can be a reflection oh, for yourself. Entirely. And you like, see me, see me talk about that. You know, like like the more you interact with different people, different versions of yourself come up and mm-hmm. different like lessons and and like and then you're like, damn, who am I? This is what I want. Like because now you're you've met someone new and it's kind of triggered these different things about yourself, mm-hmm. you know. Totally. And like so often in traditional monogamous relationships, not that I'm downing traditional monogamous relationships works for some people. It works for some people. It works for some people. But sometimes, like, maybe... I don't want to say that you stunt, like, you stunt your... limited your... You stunted your growth. But because... (laughs) Well, it really depends on how people conduct their monogamy, but the vast majority of folks conduct their monogamy in a way that, yes, it does stunt. Well, I would remember on our episode, you were talking about limiting your love. Like, if I ask Daniel to limit his love with with this other person mm-hmm. then and ultimately that affects me and how he shows up for me mm-hmm. and like limit I and mean, it comes up in so many ways like limiting you know how many people whatever whether you're monogamous or not but like even your capacity to love you don't have to be sexually active with someone to, to have an intimate relationship to have an intimate relationship but i think often even in monogamy we close off even that like who are you talking to her other, to the other opposite it, well, it, 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 it becomes threatening it becomes threatening yeah it becomes threatening which is toxic monogamy culture it's not how everyone does monogamy but it is how most people do it and that's one of the things that's most unappealing about it Mm -hmm. for me is like I personally like really value growth and I I really I want to keep changing throughout this one life that I maybe have on the earth I don't want to stop just because I got married when we were in our early 20s and um, non-monogamy has been a huge maybe the biggest part besides motherhood of, of my like personal growth journey yeah, and I think that the way that we first approached non-monogamy for us, it wasn't like I mean, yeah, the sex with other people is appealing, right? That's kind of why you sign up for it in some ways. <laughs> Maybe but that's like, why you signed uh, up. Yeah, you look so don't lie. I, know, I, know. I was like, wait. It also stemmed from seeing and feeling kind of the wrongness of being like, okay, being at a wedding and feel like the geometry of the dance floor mm-hmm. kind of get defined by like. Couples who are not just like like sexually monogamous, but like even like will shut off like like energetically. the twelve energetically like the mm-hmm. twelve steps or that's not the best number for it, but like the thirteen <laughs> steps that lead up to having sex with somebody right. or something like, like me dancing even, with you doesn't mean immediately you're putting your dick in me. Mm-hmm. Yes, like we're just does. Have, we're dancing and sharing energy, but like you people like when you were in, in a relationship, you're like oh, I don't want to. Oh, no, oh, we can't. Oh no. Yeah. I, we can't dance with anyone else at the party. I think most people voluntarily kind of surrender that. Right. It's not even something the, explicitly kind of the, said. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of the cultural expectation that like monogamy also entails all of these other hyper rigid forms of mm-hmm. like self control or self policing or unavailability. Like, yeah, unavailability all of these is a good forms word for of unavailability it. to people in the world around you. And then, and then it's marketed as, I, well, I, I, you know, I want to make you comfortable. I don't want to make them uncomfortable. It's always marketed that way. Like, well, don't you want to make me comfortable? Well, they market both both sexes this, 
different ways too. Like men are like these men that can't help themselves. So you don't approach a man and like be appealing, dance with him because he'll automatically assume he wants to sleep with you, which I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a 50, 50 yeah. thing there. And then <laughs> when any woman that would approach a man who's clearly here with another woman in, in joy and dance must be a hoe. And conversation. Sure. Right. Right. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, we can't just all enjoy ourselves. Exactly. And not want to have sex. But also, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I've literally seen men like, oh my God, this happened to us. We were at a fucking wedding and our, we were asked to move some chairs. And they were big ass chairs and it was in the desert. It was a long distance. Lots of men, me and this bitch, carrying three stacked chairs in heels in the dirt. Men, men, men. They were with women. <gasps> not one. Not one no. man. See, that's a perfect example. Not one man was like, hey, let me help you. No, like if I'm not, my bitch is not about to cuss me out for helping this yeah. bitch. They watched <laughs> us carry those motherfucking chairs, yo. I was like, the fucking <laughs> audacity. I was, I was like, if that was my man, I would be fucking embarrassed. I was yeah. fucking pissed. <laughs> I was pissed. I was like, who the what kind of fucking man? They see us with these stilettos the w- in this dirt. They looked scared as hell. They didn't look our, in our direction, okay? They held their bitches' hands, and they didn't look in and our their direction. their bitches didn't say shit. Their bitches didn't say shit. I would have been like, babe, go help? help her. What the fuck are you They're doing? like, you're mine. You they're better like, not look at like- that bitch. <laughs> I don't care if she's struggling. I don't care if she falls. No, I think that's a good example. And, like, another thing for us is just a, how it breaks down community. Like, monogamy breaks down community. And, wow. And that's... Can't see you can't see like a basic human need of carrying multiple heavy chairs, stilettos <laughs> across like like it's a basic you know it's a situation where there's a basic human need there right and uh, yeah won't even recognize it right it's true I mean I think it does it's like it does break down like that community effort the community help that it's just like we're all in it together mm-hmm. and we all need help and like we all need love we all can experience each other's different versions of love mm-hmm. you know like. I never really thought about it that way, but that's so, that's really interesting. I know we like, okay, we had briefly discussed that this episode was going to be like the five ways to successfully open your marriage or like know if it's time. And I think maybe that's step one. Do you have a need to con- to like broaden your community and continue to grow as an individual? Maybe that's something that applies to you and it's time. That's how you know. Like, do we both have the same goal in mind to grow in this way and to like make our community broad and comfortable in this way because you know I was talking about it for us it makes so much fucking sense right like love thy neighbor <laughs> show up you know like you could like I'm a very intimate person in that way like I like to cuddle people like mm. I'll be like like mm, like it, just, it doesn't necessarily have to it, for me it is intimate but it's friendly like mm. we're getting close you know like I have even in my friendships I've always said this like I want my man to be able to like be a protector of my friends too. Mm-hmm. Like if my friend comes and gets in the bed with us, like cuddle us. Yeah. You know, like I don't like, I want to feel that love and also feel the trust, you mm-hmm. know, like, and I think when people put all this pressure, like that's my man, that's my man. I don't care if you're my friend. It's like, bitch, I'm your friend. So, right. Like you don't think I'm gonna run off into the sunset with your, with your man. Like, I hope not. But yeah, like, she does. of course she does. For, <laughs> so that's exactly why. <laughs> I don't care if you're my friend. Yeah, actually. And, 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 and that's always been so weird to me. Totally. You know, like, and obviously for some people listening and for a lot of my friends are like, bitch, you're weird and get the fuck away from my nigga, (laughs) you know, and please don't take your titties out. And for me, it's just like, 
um, intimacy and like I really I want you to spend time with my friends and get to know them and like them and have a personal relationship because it's my friend and I think that they're cool and I think that you're cool and I think that that makes sense you know whereas like I ha- even I've been in relationships and known people for years even with you know and they're like why are you talking to him why are you getting so-? I'm like asking about his grandma what the fuck like <laughs> yeah and I think you're hitting on another reason that we really love non-monogamy is it forces you to inquire a little more deeply like why do you feel those things Mm -hmm. you know so like for your friends like why do you feel so threatened by me I don't know having my tits out in front of your (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. a little but like what non-monogamy forces you to do is like (laughs) it's actually totally normal (laughs) actually that's one of the problems (laughs) not Not for me okay let's let's back it up conversation (laughs) like why why can't i have a conversation with your husband without you there like why does that actually bother you like what is the deeper reason and non-monogamy forces you to to grapple with those questions and to do that deep work that you wouldn't have to do otherwise it's, and it's so it's true. Hard. Some people don't want to do it though. That's the reason. Well, That's the exactly, exact reason exactly. why. It's like, ooh, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking want to. I don't care. I shouldn't have to. I don't care. If you're mine, I shouldn't have to think about exactly. why. Like, that's not. It's not about why I feel uncomfortable. It's that why your tits have to be out. Like exactly. it's you that you. You're the problem, not me. And like that's just a lot of people don't want to dissect jealousy. And like, totally. cause it's, it's never jealousy. It's something else. It's an underlying, it's emotion. an underlying thing. There's not, you're just not just jealous, you know, like this happened to me this week. I have a lover, um, Orlando and he is in um, New York, like living his best life. And he's always like checking and telling me things And the other day. And he's also has a podcast. So the other day I was scrolling and he was talking, uh, one, of, one of his people that he has a, like, a relationship with also has a podcast. And I'm scrolling past her podcast. And I see her talking about a sexual encounter. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like waiting <laughs> <laughs> to see if she's going to say who it is. Yeah. And then she does. And then I was annoyed. <laughs> I was like, I'm annoyed. And then I was like, huh, I'm going to have to check in with this. Yeah. I'm going to have to figure out why I'm so annoyed. I'm like, first of all, this is what I do as a podcaster. And I'm like, this is what anyone dating me has to deal with. And I was like, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> don't date you. <laughs> what you're asking people for, you can't handle. Okay, perfect. <laughs> but I was like, uh, That's uh, one of your late night notes in your phone. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. I would love to scroll through your notes. <laughs> Ow. I just hit my head. We should do an episode where we scroll through. <laughs> that would be good. Oh my God. It's so deep in there. It's so emo. <laughs> so much deep Those dark your, poetry. Cancer, right? Yeah. I remember that one. If so, it's, it's so emo. But, I, you know, I text him. I was like, I don't know. I, I just wanted to check in with myself. I was like, I'm just telling you, not that it's an issue. It's me. It's a me issue. But I was thinking I'm happy to have this relationship where I can address myself and then address it out loud to someone else. And then together we could work through what was the problem? Where is the issue lying? And like the more you explore and sit in the feeling of like, oh, that annoyed me because immediately I was like, hmm. But how do you guys work through jealousy? Like, is that something that you guys encounter a lot? Is it <laughs> like throughout the years? Does it get better over time? Or I like, I think yes and no. The thing that's interesting for me about it is that every connection will potentially like trigger different things for you. Like each person that your partner dates, just depending on who they are. And then also depending on where you're at, you know, how you're doing personally, maybe it'll trigger you more or less. Or what you got going on if I'm dating, you know, somebody else and it feels like kind of even. There's a lot of factors. So that's been my experience with it throughout 
yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, I think for myself, I've definitely gone through like seasons where I engage it more readily, like the jealousy and want to know kind of what's under it. I'll also go through seasons of like total avoidance mode with it, like, or even like denial of jealousy, mm. you know, because it's easy, it's easier to just kind of, you know, say that you don't feel jealous or that you don't experience it, but really like what you're doing is kind of numbing yourself. And so like, and then that needs working through. And so I kind of will oscillate back and forth between those seasons. And sometimes when you think you're confronting jealousy in a real and authentic way, actually you take a better assessment of it and you're like, no, I think I was not really facing what it was making me feel Mm. most times. It's usually, like you said, what you're facing is something like, within you it has nothing to do with mm-hmm. her right yeah. so do would you say that non-monogamy also has like kind of helped you tap into certain parts that you need to heal within yourself right 100 percent. i'll say a thousand percent yeah i mean i think this has kind of been on our minds a lot lately on the back of daniel's last relationship which you kind of touched on earlier i think it was his most intense relationship that he's experienced uh since we've been open so yeah. right or that so, yeah or that I've allowed myself to experience yeah so. so that was just a really it was just really rich with a lot of learning for both of us because I'm like whoa you really like this person <laughs> <laughs> like this hasn't happened before like because he'll go on his dates and he'll have a good time but like this is the first person where I was like Oh, you really like her? <laughs> like, She's oh, great. okay, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. <laughs> so I was, and I think it was so good for us, though, because it flipped the script on, like, what we've been mostly dealing with because I've had deeper connections in the past than he has. So mm-hmm. we've kind of been on the opposite side mm-hmm. prior. And so it was really good to, to both get to see the other side where I'm like, whoa, you had to deal with this? This is hard. Like, my feelings are a little hurt. Right. Like, I'm having mm-hmm. to deal, you dealt with this? Like, oh, my God, thank you. And And then for him, like, whoa, you had to navigate, like, two different people's feelings and your own like that's really hard <laughs> and, and decide like, what it is you feel and yeah that, and yeah. so it was really this latest relationship for us i think taught us the most that that any has so far or yeah. at least in a while yeah but ultimately most for i mean for me most of those lessons are about myself you mm-hmm. know and like i mean i think one of the things that being non-monogamous and like reaching these deeper levels of it with one another has has really taught me as I think I could have gone through like a lifelong I might have been able to go through a lifelong monogamous lesson just like or a relationship just feeling content and satisfied and assured of my good guyness mm. you know and like feeling good about the ways in which I question patriarchy, feeling good about the ways in which like I, I felt myself to be a feminist. But like when you really put yourself kind of on the line like this and allow yourself to encounter those feelings of jealousy and what's actually underneath them, like actually underneath them, is that like a desire to control? Like, you know, is this a fear of like letting you express like your fullest and most authentic part of yourself? You know, like, I guess it's really made clear for me how deep the imprint of like toxic masculinity and misogyny and all of that stuff is. And yeah, that's not like a particularly fun thing to say, but I mean, I think deep. I'm telling you, we got deep. No, (laughs) I mean, but yeah, yeah. After all that, 
I think too, I mean, obviously, I mean, even talking about toxic masculinity, I mean, some men, some look at you and are like, oh my God, this is the shit. Like you're a guy and your wife lets you fuck other girls. Like, oh, and that's a fucking score, man. And then then they, what, does she fuck other guys? And and you're like, yeah. And they're like, oh, no, no. what kind of wife is she? Yeah. Why are you going to allow that? You know, it's like, it's because I think too, I think men, this is what, at least what I've heard from, hear from men. And, and I think women are this way too, in ways, but they're such visual creatures. So like mm-hmm. when they think about like, you know, sex, they immediately visualize it and the visual of it, of a woman possibly like receiving somebody else's intimacy is just like the ultimate ego kill for a, for a man. And I guess we've learned and been conditioned to believe like, what the manly manhood is, you know, like that they control and that they you're mm-hmm. exclusive to them. And even in that me scrolling, I was like, I wanted something exclusive. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've heard men say this to me. I was like literally saying mm-hmm. shit. I was like, I just want you to be like selective. And like, I'm like, <laughs> I, was saying, I was like, I was like trying to ho shame him. I'm like, I'm trying to ho shame you. Just let me ho shame you. Take it. <laughs> oh, I'm like, God, I hate how I sound. <laughs> That's so good for you. I know. I know. I feel like, um, and even like last year, we started hanging out last year Mm -hmm. and I was jealous. He had another lover at that time and it was a a rift in their relationship because I don't think anyone else would come along. And I was experiencing jealousy about certain things, but I'm the type like Daniel, I'm like, I'm too cool to acknowledge it I don't care and in fact like in my mind I care but I'm like oh it's cool I'm just gonna get somebody like it's cool like I don't really care that much because I don't really care like about them it's not that serious I knew if I was like in love five minutes ago (laughs) (laughs) but I can see how much I've grown in just a year even in like a long distance like friendship that I could just call you and be like oh I forgot to tell you I was really triggered (laughs) I forgot to mention how triggered I was he's like why I'm like I don't know I'm working through it I know. I don't know how to shut the fuck up about my feelings to the people that I love. It's so annoying. And like, I don't know. I think I, I'm not non-monogamous per se. I don't really know what I am because I'm not in a relationship right now. But I think that just being open to talking to the people that you love and your partners about how you're feeling, especially mm-hmm. husband. I mean, especially when you are together, mm-hmm. like it becomes like you can't even keep things in anymore. I mean, yeah. I'm sure like you guys, mm-hmm. you know, share a lot. And I mean, even talk, you talking about the situation that kind of opened you guys up and like you know, allowed you to have to face certain things mm-hmm. and you to face certain things. I think a lot of people like their questions, why people open up the relationships. It's like, well, when you open up a relationship, you open up a can of worms mm-hmm. and inevitably like you open up the opportunity or the possibility that your partner could po- potentially leave you. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they might experience another unlock some other version of love that they're ready to go deep in. And mm-hmm. like, you know, what is your thoughts on that? Or like, I'm sure you guys have had these conversations mm-hmm. before. Like, yeah, or, I think for me, and this is what I tell folks because I coach other folks on on their non-monogamous journeys. Ultimately, you just have to accept that possibility, right? Mm-hmm. And then you also have to remember that even in monogamy, there are things outside of your control. Like even in a monogamous relationship, yeah, your partner could leave you for somebody else. That's still an option. Your partner could just decide they don't want to be with you anymore. Your partner could... I don't know, pass away. Like there's there's lots of things that could happen where that same outcome is there. Mm -hmm. So I say that first of all, like, okay. But then second of all, um, and I think I, I might've said this the first time we chatted a long time ago is you have to trust that you love your partner so much that wouldn't you want that for them? Like if Daniel met a woman that was 
a better fit for him than I am. Cause we're a good fit. Yeah. <laughs> so like, if that I haven't said that to myself, by the way. <laughs> well, this is where I'm. I mean, you, you haven't. Yeah, he's I like, mean, uh, no, bitch. No, well, no. We're, you're mine. Right. Um, and I I, mean, for the record, I would not be happy for you. <laughs> Feeling is not the same. Well, that's fine. No, I aspire to it, though. You aspire I aspire to, aspire to it, it, and I think that's good. And I mean. Am I all the way there? Like if it were to happen tomorrow, would I would just be completely okay with it? Of course not. But I think in like my most highest self and who I want to be, that's what I would want for you. I want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I want, I love you so much. I really, I want your ultimate happiness. And if that means being with somebody else, then that's what I mean. Yeah. So I've been using HelloFresh lately, and it has been such a lifesaver. You know I'm not the best chef in the world. I also don't really want to spend that much time in the kitchen. I just want to make good meals for me and Irie, get it done, and HelloFresh makes it so easy, and the ingredients are amazing. I know. I've been using HelloFresh, and I love it. And you know I like to cook, but it's always introducing me to new recipes that are healthy, they're fast, they're efficient. I don't have to think about it. It gets delivered right to my door, so I don't have to go to the supermarket, which I love, and I don't know, like HelloFresh is just hello convenient. <laughs> and right now you can go to HelloFresh.com slash GMBC16 and use code GMBC16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's right. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GMBC16 and use code GMBC16 for up to 16 free meals. You heard her right. Go check it out. Go get your meals. Make your life easier. Enjoy. So you know I'm not really like a masturbation or porn girl, but lately I've been listening to like sexy stories on Dipsy and I fucking love it. It makes me feel very sexy. Well, you know I am and I get tired of porn and Dipsy really allows me to use my imagination. Mm -hmm. They have some sexy ass voices on there. Shout out to our boy Sharonis. His stories are... Mm, mm, and his mm. voice is very sexy. Mm, mm, mm. And pretty much all the voiceovers over there Honestly. are very real and very sexy. I also love that there's hundreds of stories to choose from and they release new content every week. Kind of like a podcast. And guess what? For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash goodmoms. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsy, D-I-P-S-E-A, stories.com slash goodmoms. Dipsystories.com slash goodmoms. Enjoy. So, you know, as a mom, you know, it's crazy. We're so used to taking care of everybody else. Do you know how often I forget to just eat and drink water all the time. I'm so excited because recently, since it's been the new year, I've been really investing in just doing better for my body. And I found the most amazing green powder. It's from Bloom and it's delicious, you guys. I use it on the go. I add with water. I put it in my smoothies. They have a bunch of flavors like coconut, mixed berry, citrus, and original. And they're all basically delicious. Most importantly, they give me energy and really help me with my bloating. 
I know my favorite is the mixed berry and it actually tastes good. Bloom is bomb. I put it in a smoothie with a banana, got my mixed berries and I'm ready to go. I feel energized. And like you said, I'd be forgetting to eat and Bloom just makes it so much easier. And right now, Bloom Nutrition is offering our listeners 15% off your purchase off their greens and superfood blends when you go to bloomnu.com slash goodmoms. That's B-L-O-O-M-N-U.com slash goodmoms for 15% off your purchase. Yeah, I'd say the can like the can of worms that you're electing to open up is also like unraveling all of that. Mm. Um, yeah, your partner's gonna sleep with other people. Like, yeah, they're gonna be swept up in kind of a new relationship energy with somebody else. And like you're gonna have moments of like truly terrifying insecurity, but also like what else is in that can of worms or like all of the other things that you suppress in your mm. self-expression, mm-hmm. like all of the other things that like, I mean, one of the things that it, that, uh, an early kind of an early experience in our non-monogamy or like when you had your more extended relationship is that really taught me about like my own sense of like judgment with creativity and like the way in which I'm kind of a hater and I like, <laughs> and just like, or, or had been and had been. And stifled my own creativity because of that. I stifled your creativity Mm -hmm. because of that. But like that was a can of worms that we opened that was like on the surface, it's it's about her sleeping with somebody else and having a relationship with somebody else. But actually by getting in there, I also found that other thing at the bottom of it. Mm. And um, which to me is. There's lots on the bottom. 100 like, yeah, there's lots (laughs) on the bottom. It's like whatever you find, if you move through it, your relationship is most likely going to be better served. Like it's going to serve your relationship better for it. If you can get through it. If you can get through it. If you can get through it. The way you just dissected the can of worms. You just broke that shit down. I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm getting emotional. My eyes are watering. I'm like, am I going to (laughs) cry? I'm feeling like, wow, this is beautiful. I'm kind of a cloudy boy these days. No, but like. Cloudy boy Daniel right now. Cloudy boy. I like him. I don't know what that means, but. I think that's so beautiful. And really thinking about it that way. That like, yeah, if you open up those can of worms, but Yes, shit might happen, but you you might learn some other shit that has nothing even to do with that yeah. person, well, and, 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 like, and and it has everything to do with you, and hopefully, like your like the journey and like this the expression of who you are at your most authentic self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and that I think that's been. Did you want to say something? Sorry. No, you go first, okay. and then yeah. With this past connection that Daniel had, I told you it was like the most intense one we've we've or he's had so far and it brought up a lot for me and the intensity of the can of worms so to speak was like so it was so intense and I had my first nervous breakdown actually oh, yeah okay. I had my first nervous breakdown and then and you also had a nervous breakdown yeah. <laughs> like a week later or before or days I, don't I can't remember. remember which nervous breakdown <laughs> which one I, can, like, I can remember a couple uh, <laughs> no no um but in that week of time, the the things that we were able to like discover within ourselves, a lot of it for the first time, like naming it to ourselves for the first time and then bringing it to each other and being like, oh, look at this thing. It's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> and doing doing that with one another and then like seeing that we loved each other in spite of those ugly, ugly things, that is what brought us to this new level of depth that I feel like we've achieved in the past year. 
mm-hmm. is really that week, honestly, mm. is like reaching new depths of, of ugliness and bringing it to each other and being like, oh, I, you still love me and I still love you. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. It is beautiful. Thanks. I don't know what you're going to say. It's kind of going back, but. Go ahead. Or, uh, just about. <laughs> uh, it, was just about the que- it was just about the question of like, oh, doesn't opening up your marriage open up that can of worms and saying like, well, underneath that is like some more harmful shit that's actually like if we wouldn't have been brave enough to kind of open up and if I wouldn't have been brave enough to at least do the minimal of numbing my emotions through that, through that relationship <laughs> of yours. Uh, like, we would not have gotten to that other thing that ultimately would have ended our relationship. Like me, oh, got st- it. like that, the sort of sense of like judgment and like You're suppressing killing, her art and yeah, all the things. Killing you can hate my, her. Yeah. Her creative impulses, my creative impulses along with it. Like that would have done us in. Mm-hmm. You know? Eventually, I, like that same very thing that you have don't you don't yeah. acknowledge will could eventually be the very If he didn't open the you. can of worms, you never would have found that. Yeah. And then it would have fucked the whole thing up. It would have and it probably would have done us in <clears throat> in like a much more har- a much slower death mm-hmm. in a much more harmful way that we wouldn't have been able to put our finger on. Yeah. Right. Like, what, it, what is this? It yeah. yeah. I think like in, in talking about like the stunting of love, you know, it's, it's so relative. It's easy to understand. I mean, for some people to, to understand that, but I, I never thought about it in the terms of other things in us that we judge other people and then therefore stunted in ourselves. Like mm-hmm. if you're being judgmental towards somebody else for whatever reason it is, whatever reason you justify it, cause we all do it. Then in reality, you're, you're holding yourself in that same capacity. And so it's also stunting though, like you said, creativity, you know, I'm, I'm hating on whatever, what I think is weird creative shit you're doing over there. But in fact, like, because I'm judging you, I'm, I'm limiting the things that I'm creating because mm-hmm. I'm judging uh, the judgment is there period. Cause I think it has to be this level of cool to be executed or whatever the fuck. And I, that was like such a beautiful way of putting that because I, first of all, it's hard for anyone to be like, Oh, this is the part of me that's ugly. Mm-hmm. And then you're right. It's always about acceptance. <laughs> are you still going to love me after I dig toward, if I'm willing to dig towards it and then I figure it out, are you still going to love me and keep me? Or are you going to want to run? I think everyone really, there's always a lot like level of fear of abandonment. Oh, mm-hmm. entirely. And I think the amount of healing though, that you do when, when you are able to, to get to that point is, is so deep. It's so deep when you're like, Oh my God, this thing that I don't even want to say to myself and I said it, and now I'm saying it to you, and you still love me. Like <laughs> that is mm. the best feeling. It's the it's so intimate. It's so intimate. It's like the most intimacy I feel like that you can really have when you can do that with someone. Yeah, yeah. And it, as I said, I feel like we've reached new levels of vulnerability um, recently because of that. So is that relationship over? And like, how does that even work? Like, how do like do you actually? meet each other hang out with one another like what are the do you have like these rules in your and how we're, you're, we're learning what we want for for that is that not what you were gonna say that's not what i was okay. gonna say <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're learning <laughs> <laughs> no i think it's been different for each person once again like it's different for each person right? i don't think that's different that different from what i said Come on now. You said we're learning. I know. Like, you try it this way with this connection, this way with this connection. Well, I Look interpreted that very well. Look at our great open No, I think what we prefer is a more... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I think what I prefer in an ideal situation is a level of friendliness for sure. And like, we've definitely had some of Daniel's girlfriends like over like often Mm -hmm. and like hanging out the three of us with the kids running around or like, uh, we like before the pandemic, we enjoyed hosting a lot. So we'd have, you know, that one, I remember one brunch, we had like two of your girlfriends that were there and like hanging around one of my play partners and like everyone's just kind of there like chilling and it's not a big deal. Like, I think that's definitely my preference, but with this last connection that Daniel had, because it was the most I'd ever been triggered, I found that I was a little more like nervous or hesitant to like, to get to know her. So I think it just depends on each connection, but I Mm -hmm. think we do have a way that we prefer it, but it also is like contextual a bit. Yeah. And I think ever, well, when I said that we're still kind of learning, I think every connection teaches you that the boundaries, this wasn't, this wasn't my favorite aspect Mm -hmm. of that, that this wasn't my favorite aspect of that. Mm -hmm. So, um, even though you were kind of triggered by that relationship and by her. And so it kind of made you less like eventually did you did being around her more often, like kind of make it more comfortable or did you just kind of avoid it altogether? Well, she was really, we were her schedules made it difficult so that was kind of the main thing it was just like she was a mom as well so she was busy and then it was also on the shorter side like it was it was a it was kind of a hot fast but short connection (laughs) which is so so we didn't have a lot of time I think it would have gone that way but but it didn't yeah it was just incompatible seasons in our individual kind of family lives yeah is what it how do you um being a both of you being parents obviously Mm. because you have kids together (laughs) (laughs) you both are parents that's how that works (laughs) how do you navigate with that like as far as like i know your bait your kids are really young Mm. but eventually they'll be older like have Mm. you thought about that and how Yeah, yeah yeah we have um the way that we like to conduct our friendships is also kind of like how you talked about how you conduct your your friendships jamila like we are really affectionate with our friends and we have kind of like an open door policy with a lot of our friends where people just like pop in and they're over and we're all hanging out. And I think that the way that we think about it is, is we hope that our relationships that are people that we're purely platonic with versus people that we're maybe fucking or people that we're romantic with that that's not really distinguishable to our kids. Right. So like mm-hmm. there's no reason to be so, explicit or forthcoming to them with like oh this is my boyfriend who i fuck and like yeah. this, is, this is my boyfriend who i don't, don't, fuck. don't fuck. Like, but there's, like, a weird, there's a weird sexual energy there like that you know it's like they, they don't know him that's your dad yeah exactly it's like, it's like they don't need they don't need to know that and yeah. and and i think that actually there's other polyamorous influencers on the gram that i in my opinion they're they do too much with that like your kids don't need to know all the details of your life until they ask, until they're ready to know. Right. It needs to be developmentally appropriate or actually, or else you're actually doing more, more harm and giving them anxiety. Right. <laughs> they, don't need, they don't need to know that your parent, their parents are non-monogamous <laughs> when they're in kindergarten and go to, go to school and like let their, let their friends know. And then like that doesn't not need to happen. Right. So I think the way we're handling it is, just trusting that because we're fostering a really open communication line with them that when, if they have questions, when they're ready, they'll ask yeah. and then we'll be ready to answer. Yeah. Right. yeah. You know, I mean, just in the same way that you don't feel the need to 
define your other relationships in front of your kids or to your kids, like, or your other friendships? I, I same thinking about it the same way. And I think even asking the question of like, oh, well, how do you explain this to your parents is, is all, or to your kids is almost like a symptom of the way in which we put like sexual romantic relationships, like really hot, like as like the, at the top of the hierarchy, right? In, term, in relationships. In, rela- in yeah. terms of relationships, right? And so it once it's escalated to a certain degree of importance, then you have to say something about it. But if you're trying to do away with that which we're trying sort to of do. hierarchy, mm-hmm. and it just, I don't know, it just makes it less necessary, mm-hmm. right? you know? It's all love. I love you. They love me. We're friends. Totally. This is how our friendships work. Yeah. Okay, so in the hierarchy, like trying to do away with the hierarchy of like your romantic relationship is mm-hmm. a, at the highest. Like, I know there's been these memes circulating right now or like these, whatever, you know, the fucking internet. And it's like, would you choose your wife or your kids? And I'm like, why is that a question? <laughs> like, I'm always choosing my wife because God said. I'm like, yeah. well, I don't understand who, what wife is what asking. What meme is this? <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not seeing like, that. What algorithm are you on? Exactly. <laughs> I see all these weird memes where they're like asking, like, do you feed your, like, do you feed the man of the house first or do you feed the kids? I'm like, why are we choosing? <laughs> I was like, why do we have to choose? Like, and why? And then, and then everyone's applauding him, like, for choosing the wife in the comments. I'm like, this is really fucking weird. But you know, like, and those are things we don't really question in our society. Mm-hmm. Like, why is it that, like, if your girl, like, you, your girl needs you, but her man needs her, she's out, <laughs> and you know, it's my man, I gotta go. But like in a marriage, I think that's another thing because this is something that's a trigger for me. Like, I want to be the most important. <laughs> I want to be the most important, and so if I call you, you answer. <laughs> Not. <laughs> <laughs> two rings but then I have to ask myself what the fuck is wrong with me <laughs> I need to be the princess it's me you know and she also needs to know that I am the main one and I'm cool with her we're cool but I'm a number one and it's just like I don't know where that comes from either but are there limit like are there limits because I know you said you're not necessarily like polyamorous you mm-hmm. might have like and then it could be an intentional like just sexually driven mm-hmm. uh, like one off or whatever but are there limits because you guys are primary partners? Obviously, you live together, you have kids together. Mm-hmm. Is there, like, had you, if you meet a lover and it just goes on for an extended amount of time, and, like, is that okay with you on both ends? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think we've we've kind of bridged this before on, like, a minor level because we didn't have kids before. Mm-hmm. But I was in a three-year relationship, and then I got pregnant with Daniel's child, we were very careful about that. <laughs> we got it clear. Just to, make, just to be clear. I have questions about that, too. Yeah. I have questions about... That's understandable. But, <laughs> and then it was like, oh, I'm going to be a mom soon. What does this mean for you, boyfriend? I don't know. And so, and also, like, we, so we had to have those conversations. It's like, oh, are, are we going to be co-parenting? Like, are you interested in kind of co-parenting? Like, so those conversations were, like, starting to maybe be on deck. But then we ended up mutually ending the relationship before the baby came, which made the best sense at that time. For how us. much, how far along were you before you ended the relationship? Uh, it was pretty soon. I think I was, like, three or four months. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was time. It was a good run. <laughs> but um I think that we're open to kind of what non-monogamy brings us and thus far every challenge has only deepened our relationship. So, 
I think the way that I look at it is the same way. Like if, if Daniel meets someone that he's really enjoying and then he's actually wanting to negotiate like, Hey, I'd actually like to kind of maybe spend three nights a week at her house Mm. and like kind of split my time a little bit. Like I can imagine scenarios like that in the future. And I think that it's, it's all very much like as we go, like I think our intention very much. So our intention is to raise our children together in a home where we both are living like that's definitely our intention but life can throw curveballs and I think uh once our children are out of the house or at least older I think that might bring another shift to our non-monogamy if we're still non-monogamous we're also Mm -hmm. open to seasons of monogamy if that feels right too um I think mostly it's just a posture of openness Mm -hmm. to to what will be mm. and trusting that we'll know how to handle it I, I mean I think that's the most beautiful thing of all right it's like like we talked about before like you can be monogamous you can be traditionally married and still you know shit can pop off someone can leave you things can happen and you had no you had no idea that they were coming which I think truthfully in all honesty if we're honest that is generally what people are caught off guard by and angry about the mm-hmm. how could you not tell me how I thought I trusted you. We had an agreement, right? It's not like, you know, I think if, if I feel comfortable enough to be like, wow, I'm really falling, like falling in love with this person. And it doesn't make, because I think we also have the understanding that if I, if I'm in love with you, I I can't also love someone else, right. That would have to take away from the love from you and give it to someone else. Mm -hmm. Not that I can have, I can love this person so much and I can also still love you so much. You know, it's just like, I think people are limited in their thinking that way. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I'm always curious about that because, you know, is it something that can maintain or are you always asking the third person to kind of be a temporary fix in your relationship, which I have an issue with. Like, I don't know. It goes both ways. I can, I, you just heard me. I'm totally bipolar. I'm like, I'm the most important. Also love whoever you want. <laughs> Grow, be free. Not really. Come back. <laughs> uh, you know? So I just, I think that's, um, you know, something to, I've had to think about. Mm. I have a question about how you navigate safety in your relationship. I think mm-hmm. that's I think that's something that I think a lot of people wonder mm-hmm. in open relationships. Like, do you have certain rules on protection mm-hmm. and or like, not protection not after protection a certain amount of time, or mm-hmm. what does that look like? No, we always use protection, and I think that um, there's actually statistics that non-monogamous folks have less STIs than monogamous folks. Because in non-monogamous communities, that conversation is always up front. Mm. And people have more people to protect. So you you have a sense of responsibility to each other. Where it's actually, in my experience, like dating non-monogamous men and, and sleeping with non-monogamous men is always more pleasant in that way. Because they're always more careful. They're always ready to be careful. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because they and have responsibility. Ready to initiate that conversation. Yeah, too. right. Yeah. Versus, you know, <laughs> your average male. And, 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 and like, how do, and do you, like, how do you meet people? Like, are you on dating apps or, or do you? Dating apps has been it mostly, Well, yeah, especially, like. In the pandemic in times. The pandemic, yeah. And are you just, is it like on your dating profile? Like, this is what it is. Yeah, so certain, that there's no, certain, we're not. We're getting straight to the point here. Yeah, certain dating apps are more friendly too. OkCupid has like a non-monogamy setting. You can really, like, yeah, okay, and you can like you could actually link it with your partner, oh. so people can like click on your partner's profile and see them. That's like Field too. And Field, yeah, yeah, yeah. Field. We've used Field a little bit. 
um, as well. Because you guys don't generally like date together. You don't play together. Is that uh, something you guys have explored have, or no? We have, but it's it's not. I guess it's not our, exactly our preference. I think we were. I think we're. We have new we're, frontiers we're ahead of us, se- or we're, we're excited about it. Due for a season. Yeah, yeah I think it's more about, about having kids. That's really limited that aspect because we like being home with our babies and they're babies so they're needy so it's not like we both can just leave right somebody often. has to stay with exactly kids. so i think that's what made has made that part not as uh easy realistic realistic yeah. i think yeah, that's like a lot of the big to misconception too is that like people who are non-monogamous are just like having orgies every day every yeah. weekend mm-hmm. oh yeah they're in there you and your partner must be having threesomes all the time yeah. and what i find often is that people that are in monogamous relationships often play separately and they're yeah. not, they yeah. don't they've never some have never even done it together yeah, yeah. you know i mean it's been almost exclusively separate for mm-hmm. us. yeah so we just had our first experience yeah. this past summer together mm-hmm. right how was it it was great. It was super fun. It was perfect. Was the perfect first experience. Yeah, we had um, that was another situation where it's like, OK, we've got childcare and it runs out at this time. <laughs> so that also like that also changes how it feels and the dynamics of it. But it also in Can't a way be as relaxed. It's yeah. more planned. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've definitely played a three summer of five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, like I have the. Yep. Got to be out by four. Let's meet yes. at three. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, the last one I did, Lena was asleep. <laughs> and then I got out, I looked to her to school the next day. I was like, so happy she didn't wake up. Oh my God. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, don't judge me, guys. <laughs> she was asleep. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm high, so I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Well, um, I don't know. I think we like, I don't know. I could talk to you guys for hours. Honestly, I could ask you a million thousand more questions. I know like we wanted, we've gone all over the place, Yeah. but maybe like one final question I want to ask you guys is like, what would you tell the non-monogamous version of yourself? Uh Like when you first started this journey now as someone who's been on this journey for a really long time now, and it's it's still obviously the journey is, is continues, but like, what would you tell her? What would you tell him? Go ahead. No, you first. You first. <laughs> She's like, I need to think. I need to think. Yeah, I apart, do. Really. Apart from buckle up. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's kind of what came to mind for me, too. I don't know. This isn't probably, like, the answer you're looking for. But for I'm me, not looking for any answer. Okay. <laughs> so I generally just want to But know. honestly, for me, I just feel really proud that I knew that it's what I wanted mm. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel really proud of that because I'm, I've been really right. Like, it's felt so authentic and, and really affirming that the journey has gone the way it has. It has not been easy. Oh, my God. It's not been easy. It's been very, very hard. But um, oh, just so rewarding. So I think, I don't know. I think I would just tell myself, like, you know what you want. Mm. You know what you want and, like, trust it, mm. even if it's scary. Be brave. And, yeah, I think that's what I would say. Yeah, I think what you said at the beginning of it, or at the, at the end there, like that be brave. I wish I would have been braver from the outset, mm. I think. Been braver to kind of face like the reality of what it was I was experiencing when like I was at home and you were out, you know. Um, brave enough to uh, let, I don't know, the people that I saw or the people that I dated um, see something other than just like the polished like charismatic first date Daniel, you know, and see something like beneath that. 
uh, yeah, I think I would I would have told myself to you're already be, doing be this anyway. Like be braver and be more braver. honest about it. Mm, that's nice. You know, I have a, I have a question for you, Daniel, because I know like the first time you came on our show, you had I think your your first baby was still pretty small, and I remember you discussing that you know for the first like three or four months of that pregnancy that you had still had an, a, a boyfriend, mm-hmm. and um, like for you, how was that? Because I think that's that is a like for the male ego. Mm-hmm. Let's be real, like that's the ultimate. You know, you're mine, and you got my baby in you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you, I mean, do you really want to pick at that scab? Because it's no, like, okay. no, no. I mean, no, it's okay. <laughs> I'm Bitch, sorry. It's okay. No, I've gotten I, more bold. I don't think I, I really think, went uh, deep about this last time, but now yeah. I'm bolder. She's, yeah, no, she's got I think, uh, She's not high anymore, guys. It was not. Uh, <laughs> I think I was trying to put myself in a more emotionally vo- evolved space with that, you know, and not react out of, like, that space of, like, possessiveness and toxicity and, like, all of that. Um, but the reality is, is I still felt that kind of, like, visceral nervous system response to it um how did you combat that oof alcohol (laughs) (laughs) no i i that actually that's probably a A little bit true a little bit true it's probably Mm. a little bit true um yeah i think that they're like you know brianna said a second ago it's been a huge challenge and it's been a lot of hard work and i think like yeah there have been a million things that i've just kind of like, especially early on that I was like, okay, be a more evolved version of yourself, be a more evolved version. But you didn't want to do the work that but it I, took to actually, to actually get arrive there. there. You're it like, I'm like, here. I'm here. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm buckled up. Like I, <laughs> I'm a feminist. Okay. I'm, I'm a, yes, exactly. <laughs> and exactly. I mean, and to be fair and to give you some credit, like I think that I was doing that to some extent too, because you had not given me the experience yet of like really having to do the work, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. came with this last connection. I think mm-hmm. that I, this really humbled me where I was just like, Oh my God, <laughs> I, thought, I thought this was going to feel a lot easier. And I had to go through that same process. So I want to, I just want to give you some credit. Thanks. And I think, Sorry, listening to you talk right now just making me feel like I need to explain that you were really signaling that because I was trusting when you said you were okay that you were okay because mm. I feel like that frames me <laughs> like oh. I'm out. sorry sorry you're drinking your problems away <laughs> it wasn't really like yeah, that yeah to be fair I was drinking pretty heavily before then too so. <laughs> stop stop <laughs> I mean yeah we've all suppressed some shit uh, um Oh, but point is, is that is I think that in this latest rendition of our non-monogamy, we've really learned how to be honest, completely honest, mm-hmm. in a way that requires vulnerability and in a way that really allows us to connect. And that's that's kind of what I thought we would say today. Yeah. Um, and that that hits because I think before we weren't able, or you weren't able, I wasn't either, I guess, to completely be honest. And and with that, I think brought a lot of those those challenges. Yeah. The drink. <laughs> yeah. No, you did like you, to be fair, you gave me opportunities. You gave me opportunities to actually say how I felt mm-hmm. about it. Um, you gave me opportunities to set boundaries. Um, but I don't know. I think I found that it was easier to kind of numb yourself and like pretend you're a more, a more evolved version of yourself than you, than you actually are. And so, and eventually that word comes back to you. Did you become so. resentful? Mm. I'm kind of a res- like I'm a resentment prone person. 
So, <laughs> so yes, no, yeah, yeah, no, I think so. Um, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I, I'm just, I'm so, I'm, I'm just, I'm asking you so many questions because I'm so, um, I don't know. I'm so intrigued by your level of maturity and your ability to, I mean, I, like, obviously you're being honest. Like there was a time I was trying to be, I was acting rational, but I wasn't feeling that way and I wasn't being vulnerable and I wasn't really mm -hmm. utilizing the plat, like the, the, the space to be like, this is how I honestly feel. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like so many men miss this, you know, like entirely so many men miss this part. They're like, yeah, I want to open relationship. I don't want to fuck, you know? And then like when the tables are turned, it's like having to dissect your own toxic masculinity and like those feelings of like oh I'm man hear me roar I think is like men might need a step-by-step -step play on like yeah there are things that benefit you guys in the patriarchy that you know ownership of your body and that like women don't have are not empowered to do or don't feel supported specifically by their partners and by their men to feel free and like mm -hmm. you know fulfilling their fantasies and like fulfilling you know saying yeah these are my fantasies or this is what I want I may want to sleep with someone else it has nothing to do with you but mm -hmm. you know I think I always wonder where are the men who get it you know who are willing to admit that these issues are so much well, like they got to do the work they got to have these conversations they have to find the language to, to say how they feel and sometimes that takes time sometimes that like, takes yeah. facing shit like yeah. if you don't even know how to express how you feel and then on top of it i'm assuming maybe even feel shame that mm -hmm. you feel this way because she doesn't mm -hmm. like, damn, is she more evolved than me? Why mm -hmm. can't I feel like that? Like, yeah. why can't I show up like that? What's mm -hmm. wrong with me? You know, I, mean, I know I felt like that in relationships in the past, not even around monogamy, just in general mm -hmm. in other ways and other thought processes. And I'm like, damn, they're so evolved. Why the fuck can't I be that way? Am I like, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think there's like shame that is goes along with, with that and being a man. I'm not a man. I don't know. I'm just saying what I, what I think, but I think at least having these type of conversations and I'm so grateful that you guys came and shared, mm -hmm. you know, your story with us and, you know, your journey in this space, but that these are the kind of conversations that need to happen. These totally. are the kind of conversations that men need to hear, that women need to hear, that married people need to hear, that people that are listening to this at the beginning of this episode and said, what the fuck is this shit? Oh, hell no. And now we're like, huh? Yeah. Like, I'm like, damn, do I feel like I own my wife? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Huh, did I buy her or is she, <laughs> is she mine? Did I put a number value on her? I did pay for that wedding. Did I want to lock her in the basement or should she be free to roam? I don't know. It's true. Daniel's so smart. Damn. Yeah. And I mean, I think it is important to note once again, like I think you've said, use the word time and this is really, it's taken a lot of time mm. to get where we're at. It's been 12 years, 12 years of unraveling. Mm. Um, and I think for men that un unraveling goes a lot deeper um, yeah. And so I'm excited for, for Daniel to, um, eventually work, work more with me as I coach folks, um, on the particular challenges that men face, mm. um, that I think that'll be really fun. Oh my God, you guys are going to be like a power couple. A healing, I think so. Healing, power like healing couples everywhere you go. I love no. that. It's inspiring. It really is. It's like there's hope in the male race. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, thank you guys for coming. Thank you I, for having us. I'm so happy that you guys came all the way to the valley to hang out with us. <laughs> I know deep, it's always deep so nice valley. to see you. Can you tell us, like, where can people find your coaching programs? How can they find you guys? Um, yeah, so Daniel does not have any socials at the moment, but that may change. Um, <laughs> I don't blame you, Daniel. Like, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. I, I'm yeah. jealous, honestly. 
Um, but you can find me on Instagram at Bayleche underscore because Instagram keeps deleting my account. So I keep having to make new versions of Bayleche. <laughs> so Bayleche underscore. And my website is um, Bayleche.com. You can find me. Awesome. There. Awesome. Well, thank you. The leches. <laughs> the leches. The leches. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Oh, that needs to be your group website. Like the, the, the leches. The leches. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll make sure to link all their information in the episode description. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, goodmoms underscore bad choices. Follow us on Patreon. We just released an episode over there. Um, and we're talking about, you know, all the good things. Gang bangs and love and grandfathers. You know, basic <laughs> shit. <laughs> Open it's a great trio. Yeah. <laughs> very deep. It's very very deep, deep. Very there. sexy. <laughs> Patreon.com backslash goodmoms bad choices. Um, um, don't forget to take care of yourself and love yourself. Date month. yourself. I hope you guys are taking yourself on dates, spending time with yourself this month. We are really focusing on self love and what, and doing all that stuff. So we're always fucking focusing on even that if shit, you're in a relationship, even if you're married, I think this is a, like a really good example of showing up for yourself. Um, and being honest about with your partner is really serving yourself and loving yourself. There's so many ways to love on yourself. And even in relationship, I think it's really important that you maintain that as you can see. Amen, Chica. Anyway, see you next week. Bye. Bye.